It's the Coach Mac Podcast, and we've got a lot to talk about on this week's episode. Spring ball continues up here in Mount Pleasant. We talked offense last week, so we touch upon defense this week and what the Chippewas learned from last year's season, what they're building upon, and what we can expect from that unit here in 2021. We also get into Major League Baseball coming back. Coach Mack, a huge baseball fan. It is Easter weekend. And then we've got our two guests, Mike and Pam Murray, a couple of CMU alums back in the 70s, and they have been a part of this program, a part of this university, giving back, coming back, doing it all. And you can hear how passionate they are about the Maroon and Gold. So we talk all of that, and you know we throw in some fun with Coach Mack, of course, every week. We appreciate you stopping in here to listen to this episode of the Coach Mac Podcast. Coach Mac, it's another day. It's another episode of the Coach Mac Podcast. What's good? Hey, how you doing? I, I, uh, you know, we're kind of in that kind of part of spring ball right now that, that we're kind of really excited about. We get our first scrimmage underway and, and uh, looking forward to that. And then obviously uh, looking into the holidays with Easter coming up. Um, you know, just a time for us to kind of all reflect and, and uh, really think about how grateful we are, you know, for all the things that, that we've been afforded. You know, I was reflecting and, and grateful for the snow leaving Mount Pleasant, but apparently I spoke and thought too soon. What the heck's going on? Yeah, we did. I was a little, you know, and it, I actually, some of the kids, you know, that this is their first time and as the, the sun started to come out, we got a few of those warm days. I, I had to remind them now they're, they're, we're due for one more. You know, there's no doubt about it. One more kind of real cold and in uh, snow. And yet, uh, you know, think about opening day at Tiger Stadium and, you know, the home run that was hit, you know, in a snow globe. I mean, it was incredible. <laughs> Yeah, it certainly looked like that. But that's you've been here long enough, and I know you were here in Michigan beforehand, uh, back in East oh. Lansing in the day. I mean, yeah. this is this is this state. You just never know what to expect, no matter uh, no matter what the calendar says. That's right. You know, I could never figure out either. You know, I'm thinking about Major League Baseball because it is that time of year. And uh, why would you have the opening series? Why, why wouldn't they have gone like down and played in Florida or something? Could at least given us a couple more weeks for the Tiger fans to get some good weather to to see a yeah. opening game series. Well, and it'd be the same thing too if if because they're playing the Indians, so it's not like the the weather's any better in Cleveland. <laughs> That's a good point. I guess I guess the way you look at it, they probably just flipped a coin and said it's probably going to be the same at both places. You know what's interesting uh, this year with just kind of the COVID and uh, the pandemic kind of taking over and. Um, minor league baseball, I think we talked about it. Uh, we don't start until May, and I've always been to the point, like you're saying, let's just start the season in May um, to try and avoid, because whether it's snow or rainouts, there's all sorts of weird weather up in the Midwest at this time. You get towards May, I almost think that would be more advantageous for Major League Baseball to make their schedule and start the season then. Yeah, you know what? I mean, there is something to that, but then you got to figure out how the heck you get 162 games in, yeah. uh, you know, and, and try to get it done before Christmas. <laughs> Coach Mack, are you one of these purists that thinks we need 162 baseball games? Well, it, you know, it's interesting. I, I uh, Actually, during the pandemic, I, I uh, watched a 30 for 30 on uh, – 
you know, Maguire and Sosa, you know, the, the, you know, when the talking about the home runs that, that those guys in that incredible year that they went through and, and all that kind of stuff. And then you realize you look back and, you know, it wasn't recognized for a while because, you know, they were in the one fifties or whatever it was when Ruth uh, had his home run record, you know, before they went to 162 games. And then the thought of, you know, how does that quantify in the record books? You know, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think that's the biggest knock, right, for, you know, besides the purists that want to keep the game exactly the same as the record books would just be completely messed up if if you change the amount of games. Like, take, for example, we had to do this last year, but you play only 60 games. Obviously, the statistics from last year are skewed from a regular season. Absolutely, and, and you know, you, you think about what's going to hit the record books now that the NFL has adopted another um, you know, game to the schedule regular season game going to 17. Um, you know, where does the thousand yard rusher, you know, come in, you know, those type of things. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point that, uh, that just came out the other day. Uh, well, the good news, the Tigers are one and oh, they're off to a good start, just like they were last year. Coach, do you have any, uh, memorial type of opening day stories or is, is that, Always a, a big part, I'm sure, on your sports calendar that you look forward to. Baseball finally coming back. Yeah, I mean, always. I, I uh, you know, growing up watching baseball on the radio, you know, we used to get, I think we talked about it, used to uh, get the uh, games out of the Bay Area and actually listen to the Oakland A's growing up um, on my AM radio. And, and uh, you know, there was, there's always something special about opening day and, and, the start of baseball, because I think, you know, growing up where we grow up in these in winter climates a little bit, you know, the start of baseball is kind of that, oh, you know what, summer's coming. And uh, that's always a great reminder. Yeah, just one more snowfall to remind you that summer <laughs> is indeed coming. That's, right. <laughs> that's exactly right. I remember the tulips we had out in the front yard and, you know, those things that, you know, we'd get a couple sunny days and. And they would uh, start to open up, and then sure enough, they'd just get crushed with the <laughs> snowball. So I always felt bad for those tulips. Yeah, it's uh, tough conditions. Again, you just don't know what you're going to get in April. Uh, Coach, let's talk some football. I know that um, you're getting ready to have that first scrimmage coming up this weekend uh, as we push towards Easter weekend. And um, we talked a lot about the offense last week, so I wanted to flip the – side of the ball here and talk some defense with you. You mentioned a little bit about the strength maybe being in the secondary because you have so many guys back, but just your overall thoughts on a defensive unit that hopes to have a good season here in 2021. Well, I'm, I'm excited about those guys, and they're really playing aggressive. Uh, uh, Coach Aiky and the staff have, have done a really good job of getting players in positions to uh, you know, be able to make plays, and, and we're, we're starting to create a little bit of depth both at the D-line and the uh, linebacker positions and uh, you know with that I think that's really going to help us uh, in the long run and you know be able to keep guys fresh um, because we want to play an attacking style of defense and and the way you do that is you keep those guys as fresh as possible and we're going to have I think the ability to to get some pretty good rotations in there you may have just answered it with the uh, uh, depth 
department there, but what from last year would you like to see better when you guys hit the field in the fall on the defensive side of the ball? You know, you know, one of the things I think, you know, we need to affect the quarterbacks better with, you know, just the base pass rush and not, you know, have to, um, always rely on bringing extra guys. I think, um, you know, some of the things we're going to have to do there and, and, and obviously we've got to get better at, at defending, uh, the RPOs, you know, that, you know, you look at our off season study in, in, uh, both ball state and in Western Michigan really took it to us, um, you know, with that style and, uh, you know, we've got to get a lot better at defending those and, and, you know, force guys to, you know, really make plays against us, not just give them plays, uh, w- which happened a couple times in those two ball games. I know you don't like to lose games, but uh, does it help? Uh, you kind of mentioned this last week that uh, the the hunger that this team has coming into this year may be a strength. Does it also <laughs> help that maybe the defense got a little exposed in those games and you know what to work on heading into the year, knowing that those two teams are going to be right up there atop the Mac West probably again this season? Yeah, I mean, you know, they basically like everybody have their whole team back. And, and, uh, you know, both those teams are, man, are they really good in the offensive line. They had veterans, you know, seniors uh, in the O-line. And, and, uh, you know, for our guys, I've been really happy, you know, again. And, you know, knock on wood so far, we've kind of stayed away from the injury bug here in, in spring practice. So, uh, with that, our numbers are still up, and we're able to get a lot of really good work done. So, um, and, and you know, we try to help each other on both sides of the ball, uh, actually running things and putting in schemes that hurt, whether it be your offense or your defense. Um, you know, just to be able to help each other, uh, you know, defend what we need to defend and, and attack what we need to attack. Laquan Johnson was was one of those guys, big impact player for you on the defensive line that uh, suffered an injury through the season last year. How's his recovery process going as he tries to make a, a turnaround here in 2021? Sure, Quan's doing uh, you know doing a great job uh, with the rehab and and has been doing. I was a little nervous as far as uh, him you know losing too much weight you know um, going through it, but he's been pretty good with that, <clears throat> which is a which is a good thing and. And, you know, um, with him not in there, it's actually giving us, you know, sometimes when, when those guys aren't there, it actually helps you create some depth. And, uh, you know, some of the guys in behind them are, are, are getting a lot of reps, and uh, that's going to be beneficial for us in the future. I imagine that type of thing has to be uh, something that – you know, could be big for you moving forward for, for some of these freshmen that didn't get the opportunities. There's other guys that had to step in with injuries that happened throughout the season, so they should be further along heading into the spring ball and, and maybe give them a leg up heading into the new season. Absolutely, and, and you know, I kind of like the way we handled this because, uh, again, we talked about really not having an off season at all last year. I mean, it was stop, start, stop, start, and trying to get guys to – you know, work out at home and, you know, it's just, it, it, it was hard. And, uh, for us to really have nine really good weeks, uh, before we started spring practice, uh, in the weight room, in conditioning, you know, with Joel on the strength guys, uh, you know, I, 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 and I think that probably has something to do with, um, you know, 
guys not getting hurt right now um, because we're in pretty darn good shape and, and it shows. Coach, with the amount of returners you bring back on the defensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. how much of an impact does it make when you have Coach Aiki that's now beginning his third year in Mount Pleasant on that side of the ball and knowing that you got veterans that kind of understand what his expectation is on the defensive side? Well, you know, continuity is huge. And, and um, you know, having Skip here and, and obviously Coach Hines still here with those defensive mm-hmm. front guys. And then, you know, bringing in some new wrinkles uh, with Coach Zordich in, in the back end. Um, I really like the way those guys are working together and, and uh, you know, what they've been able to do. And, and you know, some of the, you know, spring ball is, is obviously, you know, heavy on fundamentals and, and uh, you know, how you play the game. But it's also a chance to kind of mess around with some things that, you you know, kind of interest you from a scheme standpoint. And I think they're doing a really good job of, of getting those different uh, fronts, uh, the, the, the different coverages, the different looks on film. So now they're going to be able to really go back and, and study it and, help our guys with it when we put it in in the fall. Coach, you talked a little bit about the secondary and a little bit about the defensive line trying to get that pressure up front. How's uh, Troy Brown and that linebacking core doing yeah. here in the spring? Well, Troy's just such a good player and, and uh, so happy that, that he's still with us. And, and uh, he's doing a great job. You know, George Douglas, who played a ton of snaps for us, obviously, a year ago. He's he's a year older and, and has grown um, you know, put on some more weight. Uh, I think those guys are, you know, really the, the, the real leaders, uh, of that unit. Um, and in the meantime, we've got, uh, some young guys in here that, uh, first time on campus that we were very high on, uh, originally and, and, uh, they're going to play for us in the fall. I was just going to ask you that on the, on the whole side of the defense, <clears throat> any players in particular that have, that have stuck out to you or that, may have an opportunity to hop on the field here in the fall? Well, you know, I mean, I, I as you know, I don't like kind of putting pressure on those guys. Uh, you know, both uh, uh, Levia and, and uh, Moretti are, are uh, really quality football players, and, and um, they picked it up pretty quickly, and I, those guys will play a lot for us, not only on defense, but, uh, you know, will be a key role on special teams. Because those are the body types that you want and, and you need on a lot of those units. Coach Mack, you should know by now, I don't follow the rules. I'm going to ask you these questions regardless. <laughs> I know you are. I know. <laughs> and, and you know what? I guess technically it's really the – you can ask whatever it is because it's kind of your podcast too, right? Right. So, well, yeah. hey, yeah. I don't know about that. I just uh-huh. – uh, I get the opportunity <laughs> to sit in here. Uh, well, I'd love to hear about the defense and um, – I, again, I know we haven't had that scrimmage yet as we record this uh, before we get to the weekend, but what is it specifically, Coach, that you're looking for once you guys, your guys hit the field and they're competing in that scrimmage? What do you want to see? Well, um, on the defensive side of the ball, what I want to see is I want to see communication and, and hopefully, you know, it's, it's so hard because, uh, <laughs> you know, you want both sides of the ball to do well. And, um, but one of the things we need to do is cut down on the explosives. Um, and I'm hoping that we do a great job of running to the ball and, and gang tackling and, and uh, that type of thing. And then, you know, offensively, just allowing those quarterbacks to, to go to work out there without, 
you know, a script without, uh, you know, coaches, you know, kind of behind the huddles and, and that kind of thing. So really the, the operation. And then a lot of these young kids, the first time in the stadium, um, you know, for them, just to see how they kind of react and play, um, you know, on that kind of stage. Is that meter kid still making all his field goals or what? <laughs> He's, he is, and, and we'll get some good work out of him uh, <laughs> uh, in the scrimmage as well. And, and you know, both those guys, um, both the punter and the kicker, and we stumbled on a couple good ones there. Yeah, you certainly did. Marshall Meter and Luke Alzinga, man, that was – you coach, you talk about it all the time, how important special teams is in football games. And, I mean, for having the crazy season that you did and then having the inexperience of those two, they really stepped up in a big way for you. Well, they did. And, and uh, you know, you don't ever really know until you play, you know, I mean, what those what those young kids are, are, are going to do. And, and uh, you know, I'll tell you what, those guys stepped up. And then, you know, Lama has been really steady as a snapper, and, and uh, he continues to do a really good job. Uh, Luke will go uh, and actually be our holder as well, so they get a lot of good work together. Yeah, that's great to hear. I can't wait to see uh, what these guys look like, and I know, Coach, you're, you're chomping at the bit just because you've got the numbers this year and you've had the continuity of having the practice having the guys on campus and uh how many spring practices have you had in so far where are you at in that process and what do you have left to go right we'll, we'll uh you know that scrimmage tomorrow will be uh, practice eight wow and uh you know then we'll take about three four days off um you know over easter kind of use that as a staff to uh you know kind of reevaluate and see the direction we want to go in these last seven practices and do a really good job of, of, of kind of evaluating the personnel and, and uh, make sure we're getting the right guys on the field. You mentioned the staff, Coach. I mean, I know there's a, there's a lot of guys that are coming back with you, but you also have some new pieces in the fold. How has the staff mindset been here in, in spring ball? How do you feel about that piece of the puzzle? Well, I just, uh, you know, Alvin Slaughter's just, man, he's a bundle of energy, and he's just great for those wideouts. And, and uh, I've been really happy uh, with the things he's brought um, to that group. And, and mentioned Coach Zordich earlier, of course. Um, and having coached with him in, in uh, you know, before, I, I, uh, he's really detailed with those guys. And, and it's been really good for that room as well. I, I, and we haven't missed a beat. Um, and that's a good thing. On the offensive side of the ball, you're obviously placing, replacing offensive coordinator and Charlie Fry and Kevin Barbe's been on your staff, elevated now to OC and quarterbacks coach. And I know that's that's your side of the ball that uh, you played and, and have coached for a long time. How have you seen in the development of Kevin Barbe and what do you expect from um, him and that unit coming up here this year? Well, you know, he, he brings some new ideas and thoughts. Uh, you know, he's been a coordinator before and, and yet, um, I, I think one of the great things when you talk continuity, um, you, we didn't have to change a bunch. You know, you, you, your language can stay the same. And I think that's really important for our players. Um, you know, he and Coach Cummings do a great job of working together, um, you know, you know, with that O-line and, and that quarterback. You know, those are the two areas that kind of make it go. And, uh, you know, 
really happy with that. And, and uh, you know, Kev's done a fantastic job keeping it organized. He, he knows how it is. Now, you, you made one comment there that, you know, that's kind of the side of the ball and the position I played. Well, I just want you to know I didn't play it very well. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, one re- that's one thing for sure. Now, if you weren't sure about that, we can reference back to the last <laughs> podcast where uh, you're talking about one of the new freshmen that's running uh, 100 the same time you ran a 40, I believe <laughs> you said, right? exactly right. That's but you, exactly you were a pocket right. passer, though, right? You weren't one of these <laughs> no. scramble quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm a five foot nine inch pocket passer. Yeah, that's me. Um, you had a great yeah. arm, Coach Mack. Yeah, did. no, I didn't. I threw it to the short checkdowns and made sure the tight ends got a lot of catches because I couldn't throw it down the field to the wideouts. Well, there you go. You were efficient, and uh, hey, I think your I think your coaching career has has worked out pretty well. So, you know, we speak of continuity and uh, our two guests. I love this when we have a package deal. We had a great guest last week uh, with Max and Emily's and uh, and Elmo. But this week we've got a couple, Coach Mack and Mike and Pam Murray, that are coming on. And we speak of consistency and continuity because these two were grads back in the 70s and they have continued to give back and donate and come back uh, to Central Michigan and be a part of this university and athletic department since. Yeah, and I, you know, it's just great. I, I enjoy doing these, uh, you know, and, and getting a chance to visit. And, and I think one of the things you said that that really resonates with me is you know, they're heavily involved, and yet they come back. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 don't live here, but they actually come back to a lot of events. Uh, they're around a lot, and uh, I'm really looking forward to visiting with them about just kind of the experiences in uh, in what it was to be a Chippewa. And uh, of course, they've done some great things for for us and and for our whole school in in giving back and coming back. Well, let's go ahead and bring on those alums. It's Mike and Pam Murray. How are we doing today, guys? Really good. Yeah, sun's out, and um, you know we're only a couple more months away from football. Yeah, there you go. I, you know, I, it, it, it is kind of fun. You, you, you know, you go into spring practice, and then you realize when you kind of get done, it's, it's about time to get going in the fall. So we can't wait, and and obviously, uh, hopefully, we're going to be able to get fans back because I know you guys do such a great job, you know, coming to events and and being a part of it. I really appreciate all that you guys have done. Uh, for this university and, and for our athletic department. Thanks so much. Thank you. Oh, yes, you're, you're welcome. Uh, you know, and, and we are really looking forward to, um, if you will, getting back to normal and being able to uh, basically see the team play in person. It's kind of been sort of a huge twilight zone void here this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. So, um you know, I, I, this is great having two alums, and I, and I know that uh, you guys were actually students back during the 74 National Championship. Uh, did you guys go to the games? Were you uh, part of that action, or uh, how did that work? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I started uh, my freshman year in uh, 1972, mm-hmm. and um, I was uh, at the stadium. Uh, when it was uh, opened in November of 72 with the first game and wow. was able to see that dedication and uh, uh, then uh, uh, followed the team uh, as I was in school. Uh, I was one of those students who uh, were pretty much like the students that we see in the tailgate lot in many respects. Uh, <laughs> That's right. 
you know, it all starts somewhere, as they say. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then of course uh, we were uh, uh, we were both there in 1974 when uh, the uh, Division II championship team uh, evolved, and uh, and that was that was probably a, a very defining moment uh, in our CMU experience. Sure, it and, was. Um, unfortunately, I didn't make too many games that mm -hmm. semester because I was a freshman and yeah. um, my roommates were not into football, but um, when I was home on break, I watched the game with my dad and that made me very, very proud um, to be a student at Central and to have a football team win a championship. And so after that, I did get more i did follow the team more than what i did that semester sure so you know i'll, I'll ask you know both of you kind of you know that that the road to mount pleasant and and coming to central michigan uh university tell me how that kind of you know started for you pam and in how you how you chose to come here um well first i attended an all-girl catholic high school Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was looking at colleges, I ruled out U of M and Michigan State because they were too big. So I was leaning towards Eastern because Eastern was going to give me a scholarship. But um, my father intervened and had a friend of the family come talk to me about Central. And after Craig spent a couple hours talking to me about his experiences at Central, I decided to go to Central. My father never knew that I had a crush on Craig. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. So that's how I ended up at Central. And uh, how about you, Mike? Well, you know, basically, I'd love to be able to say I had a lot of good reasons, but um, again, I, I probably am a lot like uh, many of the students that have been out there over the years. Uh, initially, um, you know, I was interested in going uh, out of state to uh, Duke or Indiana. Um, and uh, my father said, well, you know, we are not going to pay out of state tuition uh, when, you know, when, when you have universities in the state of Michigan that uh, are, are highly uh, regarded and, and really do have some solid academic programs. He, he was in higher education himself. So, um, uh, you know, basically it came down to, uh, well, okay, in my mind, um, I'll just go to Central. I was thinking about Michigan, Michigan State, but I was like, man, they were a little too big. Uh, for my thinking, and um, I thought I'd go to Central for a year, and, that, and then I could talk my dad into letting me transfer someplace else. Um, but, uh, you know, fell in love with the place, uh, and, uh, you know, I guess the rest is history. I, I stayed right through graduation. Yeah, that's great. That Your guys' involvement, and in, in obviously in our, uh, you know, our alumni, uh, the way you've taken on kind of mentoring uh, you know, students and, and helping them network and, and all of those type of things. When did it kind of hit you guys about the experience at Central, what it meant to you, and, and then your philanthropy of, of, of giving back? Um, for me, it hit me within a 12, it hit me shortly after graduation. Um, Central Central had a major impact on my life personally and professionally. And 
there were so many opportunities I missed out on when I was a student because I was the first one in my family to go away to college. And I was, you know, working while I was going to school. And I just wasn't aware of all the extracurricular activities and programs there were for me to, um, to participate in. So when I looked back on my time at Central, I thought, I want other students to be aware of all those opportunities that I wasn't aware of and that I didn't take advantage of. And so that's why I got involved with the Alumni Association. That's why I've been involved in mentoring programs through the College of Business, because I want those students to experience more than what I did. Um, what I experienced was great, but I realized I could have experienced more. Yeah. And, and you know, from my perspective, um, you know, quite honestly, the uh, it, it all started uh, as far as any philanthropy, if you want to call it that, was, uh, you know, $100 to uh, what was then the, the CMU Athletic Century Club so I could get good football seats. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm being pretty transparent about that. But, yeah. um, but at, at the same time, um, oh, I would say over the, the years, particularly early in my career, uh, it became very apparent to me that, um, you know, the ed education, higher education uh, is a, a very transformational kind of thing. Uh, you know, Pam and I both have a lot of friends from college who were able to get their degrees, uh, but do so uh, with a lot of uh, uh, a lot of work from uh, the standpoint they didn't have the resources available to them to uh, to pay for the school. And, uh, you know, they they really had to uh, to, uh, you know, balance uh, academics as well as balance uh, really just trying to to make the money to get it to go and uh, so between uh, I think uh, you know some of those factors and also too I, at one time I was involved in uh, a corporate college recruiting program and I was able to, to you know about six seven years later you know go back and I was talking to students you know and I'd been in that, that their shoes and and you know it the one thing that was a little different for me was that um, it, because, and I graduated with a business degree, um, there, the College of Business was relatively new. We didn't have the alumni base that could, you could go out and you could men, get, a, get a mentor and find some people who could give you ideas on, you know, basically really jumpstarting your career. So, um, you know, with that said, I, you know, really felt like it was an obligation to, to really get back to the school and, uh, and help those, those students. And, um, and, you know, and I think, you know, we now have a, a really good culture at the university where we've got alumni who do see that and, and they are coming back and I, they're, and, and the networking too, uh, with our alums is significantly better than it was, uh, and, and I was there in the seventies. You know, you, you, you talk about the, that networking piece and, and obviously the different colleges on campus and, and, and uh, all that goes into that. Um, when you kind of looked at that, and, and, and both of you, I guess, you know, if you, if you think about the, the employee compensation and then obviously the HR piece, um, how important is that networking? I think it's very important. And it, and it works not only with um, connecting people for internships and jobs, but other um, opportunities. 
Um, for example, um, there was a former CMU football player who walked onto the team, became the captain of the team, and when he was graduating with his with his biology degree, um, the, the uh, biology department chair contacted me about a PhD program um, where I worked. And so I connected um, Casey with the dean of our PhD program. And eventually, uh, Casey became a student and graduated with his PhD. Wow. And it was all because of my you know, staying active with the university and having met the biology chair, you know, on different occasions. And when Casey said he was interested in a PhD, she reached out to me and I made the connection for him. Wow. Yeah, th those are such great stories. And, and, uh, and, and I think, you know, there is something special. I, you, you really get it and you grasp it when you're here, but more so even when we go out and and talk and and speak to different in in different areas you know the amount of people that really take a lot of pride in being a chippewa oh it's 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 phenomenal i mean you know um I, and i i do have to think that it kind of goes back to that uh, initial situation that uh, we were exposed to with uh, the 74 championship because it was the first time really that any of us had the opportunity to or platform to stand up and and express pride in uh, you know in the fact that we had uh, a lot of success with that program but you know more importantly it kind of got the ball rolling um from the standpoint that uh, you know when i was working you'd have people who were fellow chips that uh, you know they they would talk about well okay what what's the football program doing or you know men's basketball or, or whatever and uh, but, you know, also at the same time, we were professionals and uh, a lot of us, uh, uh, began, you know, we, we just somehow along the way were networked in amongst one another uh, because we were CMU grads and, uh, you know, and, and we met each other through that. Um, but, you know, it, it is absolutely fascinating, though. Uh, you, we were our CMU uh, 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 gear, uh, clothes. And, uh, and, you know, you can be anywhere in the country and somebody's going to come around and say, fire up chips. And it's amazing, isn't it? it <laughs> it's shocking. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, it's, it's, we've got something there that is a bond that uh, amongst our alums that uh, uh, I think an awful lot of other institutions are, are jealous of. But they just don't say it. <laughs> no, that, that's exactly right. And, you know, I think what you said, that, that, that pride, I mean, that, that only happens, you know, when the people are here and they experience it, it's, uh, it's something very special. So, and, and for you guys, um, not only giving back, but, but what I really like is, is you guys coming back, you know, and, and being at events and, and those type of things, uh, cause it's not easy to travel. Well, Coach Mack, I, I do have to share with you, it was pretty tough when we went into the COVID shutdown last spring. Mm -hmm. And we were going to be on campus in April for several different events, and, and, you know, we couldn't go. So in July, we drove up to Mount Pleasant, had dinner, spent the night because yeah. we needed our <laughs> campus fix. You needed your, your Mount Pleasant fix. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I got to ask you, so where did you go to dinner? 
I suppose that I suppose Mike splurged and took you to Marty's for, for <laughs> steak or what? You know, I mean, what? what, what well, what? it was actually Camille's. Oh, okay, so he did splurge. Yeah, we had uh, we had uh, Jim Holton on on our show here uh, a ways back, and he he does a fantastic job as as all the all the people in town here. It's a lot of fun, but. Uh, yeah, I would have figured maybe that that you were going to splurge and and uh, maybe get that seven ninety five steak there at Marty's. So. <laughs> and we do go there. <laughs> we do. I love it. You're, That's you're, you're, you would see us probably at all the college hunts. Actually, there, there's uh, when we were up there. Uh, oh gosh, ten fifteen years ago, we used to frequent the bird, if I could say that. Yeah, you can say that. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if there were like trademarks or whatever. But, <laughs> Not on this podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but but we go to the bird and we, uh, the, we'd, we'd run a tab and, and we found out that the way they identified us on the tab was it's the old alumni couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it's good that they at least, you know, recognize that. that that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But well, uh, Coach Mack, did anyone fill you in that we rented a student apartment from 2005 to 2008? Because we were up on campus two to three times a month for alumni and advancement board meetings and the football games and the men's basketball games. So that's why we were running tabs at the bird. <laughs> I got you. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, it, what, a, what a great idea. And, uh, and, and, and I... You know, I, I imagine a little bit it's got to be fun when you do come back and maybe go downtown and walk the streets a little bit and, and uh, probably reminisce about some what was a really big part of your guys' life. Oh, oh yeah. We, uh, you know, it, 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 if, if anything, it, it energizes you, um, you know, because it reminds you of uh, what it, for us was a, a good time uh in our lives you know probably the one time that uh although we didn't think at the time it was uh as stressless as maybe it could be um and and we also uh have a lot of friends uh who we knew in school that also come back uh, as we do and uh you know we get together with them and and it's just kind of kind of it's very relaxing um and you know mount pleasant is a is a neat little college town and uh, and, and you know, and I've always had an, a, a fondness for uh, for the college environment. So, so you know, for us, uh, I know it sounds strange maybe to some people, but uh, being in a simple student apartment uh, um, and uh, being where we uh, went to school ten thousand years ago uh, really was it was a relaxing experience compared to you know our our regular life and you know the 50, 60 hour weeks sometimes as professionals often have to do. So uh, th th that apartment wasn't, didn't happen to be right over there by the cabin, was it? Not, not quite actually. Um, it was uh, across the street from Grand Hall, right on the corner, right on main street. Oh, okay. I got but, you. Uh, yeah. 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 We, uh, we were in a corner apartment there and, and, you know, and he, you know, quite honestly, even the students kind of looked at us and thought, okay, what are you guys doing? Here? <laughs> are you checking up on us yeah <laughs> yeah well you know it, it, you know and we had our friends over too and you know and i i, I quite honestly it, it was kind of fun being around them uh you know 
reminded us uh, of days gone by, except, you know, probably about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, we were ready to crash. And, of course, we all know what a, you know, 21-year-old can do. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you didn't go out and challenge them in beer pong, I guess you're okay, right? <laughs> Well, <laughs> there may have been a couple of times. I love it. That's great. You know, you talk about that reminiscent. My wife and I both, uh, when we went to college, we, we went back here a couple of years ago and, and walked campus. And, you know, I was, she was actually pointing out buildings. She told me where the library was. And I, they, I, I, I was always wondered those four years what that big building was. So I get it. So, oh. <laughs> you, you're, you're talking to somebody who didn't realize libraries opened up on Saturday morning until I started my graduate school someplace else. So. <laughs> I got you, sir. Oh, that's great. Well, this has been a blast. And, and more than anything, I just want to say thank you for giving back and coming back and, and uh, really spreading the word of, of Central Michigan uh, University. Thanks so much, Mike and Pam. And, thank uh, you. And I can't wait so we can get opened up to get you back here. Oh, we can't wait either. Uh, it's it's really, I'd like to get in and see what that uh, champion center looks like. And at the well, same time, at the same time, also, you know, see a few games and, you know, get together with some people who, uh, who we've gotten together with, uh, you know, over the decades. I've had season tickets since 1977. So a lot of memories and, you know, we're, we're ready to go. Yeah, and and thanks to you guys. I mean that uh, the Champion Center is a it's an unbelievable uh, building that that and and it has so many uses, not just you know the football piece. Uh, you know, Isabella Bank was down just the other day and had their board meeting uh, down in the Isabella Bank Center, and and uh, and and I I can I can really envision. You know, over time here, when we when we kind of get back opening up, where you know there's going to be uh, wedding receptions, there's there's going to be all kinds of things that can happen uh, in that space, and and really be a, a front door of the university. You know, a, a place that you can come and and start your start your tours. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Oh yeah, it's 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 definitely a a, a beautiful looking building. Uh, Certainly, significantly better than the one that was there. That, that, by the way, was built when I was a freshman in college. Yeah. And all the way through college, I've had I've worked, and now I'm on Social Security and Medicare. And we finally get that building replaced. It was like a little <laughs> overdue in my book. Well, I I know the kids are so excited because uh, there's actually more than three shower heads that work. So it's fantastic. <laughs> that's exactly right well thanks again and, and look forward to seeing you uh soon and and uh stay safe and again just thanks for all you do for the chip was oh you're welcome and, and we're so glad that we can do it yes we are very glad it, and it's an honor and it's a pleasure to support athletics at central well, that was great. Mike and Pam Murray graduates back in the 1970s. And, Coach, awesome to hear the stories. Uh, they're so involved and had such a great time back when they were in college. I loved the part about them coming back and actually 
renting out a college apartment because they were up and involved in things here at the Central Michigan area and Mount Pleasant area together. That's pretty cool. No, that, that is it's just great stories. And, you know, every time we, we get an opportunity to, to visit with alums, you know, there's just you can just feel the pride about being a Chippewa. And, and uh, man, it was great. I, I'd love to see those two out there playing beer pong in the front yard with some of those kids. I bet you that was a blast. Teaching the youngsters how to do it, right? They've got the experience. <laughs> That's right. They've got the experience. That's right. Hey, don't tell Mike that uh, he could definitely take my job. How about those deep pipes that he's got? My goodness. Yeah, yeah fantastic. He's got the, the baritone pipes. Uh, but Mike and Pam, awesome season ticket holders. Uh, Mike, he said it's back since 1977 and, and fond memories of the Division II National Championship in 74. Awesome stuff to, to have those people on. And, again, Coach, we've had donors on here before and alums on here, and it all seems to resonate back to the same thing. They just enjoy coming back, and it's that sense of community that we always talk about here at Central Michigan and Mount Pleasant that sort of brings everybody together. No, it is, and, and you know, I just it, – it, it's every day. It's it, the people. The, the, the people here are – there's just something special about it, and – I remember when I took the job and, and that was one of the things that, that was brought to my attention and, and you kind of go, yeah, right. But boy, it's real. And, uh, you know, that, that pride and, and in, in Mike and Pam's case, you know, that their, their generosity and, and really, you know, a big part of, of our champions center. And, uh, you know, it's just fantastic. Would you say that's the the part? I mean, maybe there's a couple that's blown you away the most is just the support of the community because obviously you know certain things about a job you're about to take, but you don't find out other certain things until you've been here for a while. No, 100%. And, and, you know, the friends Karen and I have made here um, are going to be lifelong friends. And doesn't matter where we're at in in, – you know, when or where, but there'll be people that we stay in touch with forever. And, and you know, it's right that there, there, there's something special about about the people here in Mount Pleasant. Yeah, there certainly are. And uh, you can hear how excited uh, Pam and Mike and, you know, I'm sure the rest of Central Michigan supporters and uh, alums and, and everybody are to get back and, and one, like they said, just kind of see the, the new digs there that you guys are all working out of and, and have an opportunity to come back on campus, see some football, any of the other sports, and just get together and celebrate being a Chippewa. No, that's right. And you know what? We, we talked about that center, too. And, and you know, that 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 welcome area, the Frankoviac uh, welcome area, um, you know, when where they who obviously was – you know, they're, they're great alums that we had on our on our show here uh, a ways back. But he, of course, played quarterback on that 74 team. And, and uh, but but those spaces um, and the use of those spaces uh, for the general public, it's, it's just it's fantastic. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's amazing building to walk into and, and all the amenities, uh, you know, coach, I'm sure you're still every day you get to walk in there and go to work with the rest of your staff and everybody 
that goes into the football program and everybody that's involved within the entire university that gets to utilize that building. But uh, I'm sure you're still pinching yourself with how great that building is even a, a year in. No, it is. And, and um, you know, for our kids, I, I uh, you know, it's just something special. And, uh, man, it's, it's, it's hard to explain. All right, Coach. Well, it's it's Easter weekend. We've got uh, opening day and opening weekend of baseball. We've got the Final Four going on. I mean, you got all the options this week for a, an action-packed weekend on top, of course, of spring football and the scrimmages that you got going. But what's on the agenda for you this weekend? Well, um, I'm, I'm glad you asked. It's uh, my son's, uh, my youngest, uh, my son, uh, it's his birthday. Okay. And uh, he's going to come visit, and uh, we're excited as heck about that. In fact, just a total side note, but he was uh, born when uh, UCLA was playing uh, Arkansas in uh, the national championship game um, back the last time UCLA won it. But uh, I, I joked to my wife, I said, we're going to name him after the winner of this game and it was either going to be, he was going to be Razorback or Bruin, you know, I thought, but, uh, since then he's, he and Karen, one of his bucket lists was to go to a final four one year. And of course I wasn't able to go, but Karen, uh, went and a couple coaches that, that we had met along the way kind of took great care of them and, and, uh, they had a great experience. So, this is always around the final four is a, is a special time for, for our family. If I'm correct here and uh, you know, I'm still a youngin, so I, I don't really remember it, but I believe the last championship for the Bruins was 95, right? Five, Correct. 95. And they played uh, Nolan Richardson and in uh, 40 minutes of hell is what he called his defense. And they pressed from start to finish and uh, played a real exciting brand of, of basketball. And, and of course, that I believe that might have been the year of the famous uh, length of the court to beat BYU, UCLA, uh, yeah. Tyus Edney uh, took an inbound pass with about two seconds left and goes the length of the court to stay alive. And they ended up winning that year, winning the national championship. Yeah, they've won a lot of those, 11 national championships and back in the Final Four again this year. So, well, hey, that sounds great. You get some family time, and you guys will have plenty to do. And, uh, you know, I, listen, Easter is wonderful, but um, we celebrate everything that is involved with it. But my favorite thing to celebrate about Easter, Coach, is those little Reese's eggs. I can't stop eating those dang things. <laughs> you like those, do you? I mean, it is ridiculous how much better those are than just a traditional Reese's. There's more peanut butter in those. It's amazing. <laughs> gotcha. Well, uh, yeah, it's, it, it is a, it's a special time. And like I say, you know, I mean, you starting to get some buds on the trees out here, you know, they're starting to green a little bit and, you know, it's that time of year, and of course, we'll be staring down in the next week at the Masters, um, which uh, I've got to tell you, it's hard to it's hard to watch that on TV. I was very, very fortunate to be able to play Augusta for a couple days, and and uh, you know, we'll get a you get a chance to see it. It TV does it no justice because that's another one of those uh, great events coming up. So we're headed to a great time as we head towards spring. Boy, I'd love to see that score part, uh, scorecard. You still have that? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got scorecard, got the book, got got all kinds of stuff. Um, I I guess the only good thing I did was we actually played it um, two weeks after Jordan Spieth took a 12 on on the par three there. Uh And uh, my caddy just said, look, they they pulled the azaleas. So just (laughs) drive it into the back hill and don't worry about it. So (laughs) that's what I did. And it trickled on down. Um, and actually the three rounds there, we played, uh, played those holes actually pretty well. That's awesome. It was good. Yeah. That's, uh, one of those iconic spots. Uh, you go to golf and you go around all the sports. There's those certain places that just have so much history and obviously down there in Augusta, that's, that's one of them. So, well, coach, thanks again for doing this and, uh, best of luck this weekend. I know you got the scrimmage coming up and the guys are working hard for you. So, I can't wait to hear next week how the scrimmage goes and uh, what your thoughts are on how they went out and competed against each other. No, and, and I think maybe, uh, you know, if it works out on your schedule, maybe that next scrimmage maybe gets you out there and uh, come see us and, and maybe put some sound bites into the scrimmage uh, into that podcast that week. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think that'd be great. Uh, I Lord knows I need the reps. You know, I got to get better. They- <laughs> That's right. Well, hey, I'll give you some reps. You know, year <laughs> year good. one as the broadcast for you guys, I only got half a season, so we know I got work to do. <laughs> no, that is, and and uh, you know, I guess this is as good a time as ever uh, to talk about what what you and Brock are doing with the uh, you know the home radio booth and kind of what you're 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 kind of doing there. Why don't you tell the folks about that? Yeah, wow, I that's a great point. Uh, you're doing the job better than I am. I should have brought that up. We are uh, raising money right now to get the home radio booth named after the late Don Shido, who obviously was a big part of the university, the athletic department. He worked, called the games for men's basketball and football for 11 years and uh, spent over a decade up there in that radio booth. So uh, it seems fitting to know that he should have that that name, his legacy live on for you know all the hard work obviously that he put on for for Central Michigan, a guy that just loved the chipwise, didn't matter the sport, uh, didn't matter the time of the year. He was a true maroon and gold bleeder. So uh, right now we are raising money, trying to get to to twenty five thousand, and we actually we're sitting at around seven thousand. Uh, earlier this week and the family, it was a surprise for the family and they told the family. So then said we could blast it out on social media and, you know, the power of people, Coach Mack. I mean, we went from 7,000 to I think we're just short of 14,000 now, nearly doubled our total in the span of probably 48 hours. So it's actually, it's doing really well. And, uh, you know, for, for me and for Brock and for many others, obviously that Don meant so much to uh, super passionate about getting that booth named after him and uh, would love to have that signature and that remembrance of a guy that just absolutely loved CMU. Well, you guys doing that, it speaks volumes. And, uh, you know, I I know you'll get to that goal and, and uh, certainly look forward to that day we can get that name. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just a little plug, there is, there's a GoFundMe out there. Um, so you can you can find the GoFundMe. It's, it's online, or you can reach out to me, obviously, directly. I can point you in the right direction. Or there's also the option to, to donate directly to the university. And uh, Craig Willie's the guy that you reach out to if, if you're looking to do that. So multiple ways to, 
to give to a guy, obviously, that, that gave so much to CMU. So excited to see that uh, move into fruition. Hopefully it's it's something that we can get up there, get ready once we get the, the season kicked off in the fall and get ready for another football season here in Mount Pleasant. Let's go get there. How's Absolutely. That? Absolutely. Well, hey, let's let's go get to that weekend, Coach. Uh, have a great scrimmage tomorrow, or I know this will be backdated, but Friday is the scrimmage, and then uh, enjoy your Easter weekend with the family. That uh, will do. Thanks a lot.